Hey friends, welcome back to another episode of Theology in the Raw. Uh, if you would like to attend the Theology in the Raw conference, you can look at all the info in the show notes. Go to pressandsprinkle.com. The conference is March 31st to April 2nd here in Boise, Idaho. You can attend the conference live or stream it online. Uh, some people have asked if you cannot, if you want to stream it online, but you're in a weird time, not weird time zone, but a very different time zone where you can't watch it live, can you get access to it after the conference? And the answer is yes. You will have seven, I think seven days, at least seven days to watch the entire conference um, if you sign up to stream it live. So all the info is on my website, pressandsprinkle.com. All right, I have on the show today uh, an actress, uh, Hannah Barefoot. I I love getting Christian artists on the show, and I've had musicians, I've had um, I think painters is that the term? I don't know. People who do like actually physical artwork with colors and stuff. Um, I've never had an actress on or an actor, actor, actress is it actor. Or act- she keeps referring to herself as an actor, so I guess actor applies to both sexes. Anyway, um, Hannah Barefoot. I, I just found out recently that she actually listens to the podcast. So we follow each other on Instagram and I was like, you're the only actress actor that I kind of know kind of from a distance, I think. So would you want to be on the podcast? And she was like, yeah, I would love to. So I absolutely loved, loved this conversation. Hannah, um, it, first of all, she's an accomplished actress. Uh, she's in, let me just scroll her rap sheet here. Um, she's been in at least 60 different productions, including, Chicago Med, uh, the new movie with Will Smith, King Richard, um, The Evening Hour, Creep Show, um, Lucifer, Criminal Minds, uh, The Jump, The Br- a Bride's Revenge, uh, Bad Samaritan, Blood, Sweat, Lies, Lessons, um, and uh, I'm trying to see if there's more. I mean, there's so many here that we could uh, list. CSI, she's been an episode of CSI. Um, fall into me and on and on it goes. Anyway, she's like a real actress. She's like super accomplished and is awesome. She's also a solid believer in Jesus. And we had such a great conversation talking about what it's like being a Christian in Hollywood. I've always wondered that. Like what, what's that like? Like, I don't know. Like there's so many questions I have about how to navigate that space and the challenges and maybe some of the stereotypes and assumptions that aren't true and maybe some that are true. And so anyway, I really enjoy talking to Hannah Barefoot. So please welcome to the show for the first time, the one and only, the actor, Hannah Barefoot. All right, friends, I'm here with Hannah Barefoot. Hannah, thanks so much for being on uh, Theology in the Raw. I've I've been super excited about this conversation. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you so much for having me. So I really want to, why don't we start by here? Tell us your story. How, you know, did you grow up in the church? How did you get into acting and wanted to go this route? And then I'm really just so curious about what it's like being a Christian in Hollywood. Like, and not just like, you know, there's Christian actors, but then you're like a, you're like a real actor. <laughs> I don't know. Like you're, you know, I talk to people that are, you know, I was an extra at a commercial 10 years ago and I'm, you know, still waiting for it, but you're like in, in the scene. So, um, yeah. Tell us how you, if you grew up in the church or not and how you got into what you're doing now. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, so I'm from Wyoming. I'm from a small town called Cody, Wyoming, which is the East entrance to Yellowstone national park. If anyone's yeah. ever been there, it's, I think one of the most beautiful places on the planet. And, mm-hmm. 
Um, I was raised there. My family is, most of my family is still there. My mom and my sister um, go back as often as I can. I was raised in a, a church, a Presbyterian church. We went every Sunday. It was a very traditional church, you know, like um, the, the pastor wore a robe and we always wore dresses wow. and there was, like, you know, organs and all that. Um, and, uh, and I remember becoming a believer I asked Jesus into my heart. <laughs> I prayed the prayer when I was probably seven. Okay. So pretty young. Um, but it was just, it was just a part of our lives. It was like, I honestly wouldn't have known anything different. And, um, and it was very genuine for me too, as a, as a kid. Hmm. Um, so yeah, I grew up in the church. My, I always was performing. Hmm. Um, I was always an athlete and a performer. So I was always on the swim team from fourth grade through high school, competitive swimmer. And then um, also I was a dancer. Okay. So I was a training. My, my first goal was actually to become a professional ballerina. Um, be, and I started dancing because I really wanted to be a figure skater and we didn't have an ice skating rink. <laughs> so started dancing. And then I started realizing I'm like, I, I started doing the plays at, you know, middle school and high school and, and just started to realize, Oh, this is different. There's something about this that is just so much fun. I'm, yeah. I'm not just using my body, which I'm so familiar with as an actor. I mean, excuse me, as a athlete and a dancer, but, but then there's like, there's so much more, you know? And I was a singer too. Cause I was raised, my, my dad was a singer. So he always raised us. So all of a sudden acting for me, probably around sixth grade, I did this like little silly melodrama where I got to play the villain, like a mustache twirly villain. And, and people were laughing and I was like, just so free. Huh. And there was something different about acting for me versus dance where it's very technical and you have to hit all the moments of every moment. Um, and sports, which I'm honestly pretty bad at, um, and then, except I'm physical, I'm just not a great athlete. Um, and singing, which has, which I'm, I'm a gifted singer, but it also has its limitations and acting all of a sudden seemed to be like the combination of everything where there's just so much freedom flowing through me. And, um, so it's kind of at sixth grade that I realized wow. I really love this. So I just started doing all the plays that I could do. And then I went on to major in theater in college I went to the University of Wyoming on scholarship, and you wouldn't know that Wyoming has an amazing acting yeah. program because That's it's Wyoming, right? It's like kind of this cowboy state in the middle of nowhere that most people don't even know about. And um, but it honestly has this incredible theater program, mm. and it I got so much ama amazing training going there. And the other benefit of going to a school like that versus like you know a larger school is I, my first semester as a freshman, I was able to have a role on the main stage play, which doesn't happen if you mm -hmm. go to like NYU or, you know, yeah. Yeah. USC, you might not get a role on stage until you're a, a senior. So, um, so I, I got an incredible education as an actor. Um, all throughout that though, I, I really, I was, I was a believer. I was a churchgoer. Um, mm -hmm. But I, and it was genuine for me, but it was really an, an immature faith. Hmm. And um, ultimately, like, as I got deeper into acting, 
I started to have a lot of questions because the actors that I knew, well, in Wyoming, I didn't know any actors. There's just not a lot of actors except for community theater actors. Um, and then of course I, I had great actor professors. They weren't believers, but they were great actors. Um, I just didn't have any examples of Christians who were actors Hmm. or who had families or, and I really wanted to get married and, um, probably partly because I was, you know, raised in a conservative home. I was like, I'm going to get married. And so, um, I kind of started to notice that there was a disconnect between my desire to pursue acting and I had, I started to believe, I I just started to have questions like, does God like acting? Is this an okay thing to be doing? Because my only understanding of actors really, like of real actors was what I saw in tabloids, that they have affairs a lot. They (laughs) are awful people. They are, you know, from, which is, you know, like now I'm an actor and I understand that that's just, you know, media, but, um, but I didn't have a good understanding of what what to be an actor was like as a real human being, much less as a follower of Jesus. Mm. Um, so I started to honestly, in my desire to become an actor, wonder if God maybe disapproved of acting. Mm. And then I didn't know what to do with that because I wanted to be an actor so bad. I was so called into that, I mm. felt. So I kind of started to pursue acting more and left God behind. Hmm. Um, and man, that, that's getting it. That's, that gets into some pretty deep stuff. But, um, ultimately I, I kind of, I began kind of neglecting church largely because I also was in rehearsal all the time and I didn't have time for stuff. So I didn't have a lot of good Christian community either. Um, and I, in, in college, I had a bit of a breakdown and just decided to quit acting. And that's actually when I met my husband and I just, yeah, quit acting. We moved to Oregon. Um, I didn't act for six years. I had a baby. I was working in a bank. I worked at Wells Fargo. I worked at a credit union and I worked at state farm insurance. And I was just like doing these terrible jobs that I hated and I'm just bad at. And, um, cause I'm a creative person. I'm not good at detailed stuff, yeah. you know? And, um, and it was ultimately when I had my son, when he turned two and I realized, man, I really want him to grow up. I want him to be alive. I want him mm-hmm. to, I want to raise him so that he is becoming all that God's made him to be. And, um, and I realized, you know, I, but I'm not, mm-hmm. I'm not doing any of that. And so that's when I started to feel like the stirrings in my soul and it was almost like permission I felt from God, like, you know, go back to it. So we were in Oregon, in Portland, and I, I started acting again there. And I uh, just started with some small non-union commercials, indie films, and then worked into some bigger things. I got my SAG card in Portland. And then we moved. I, once I got my SAG card, there was not enough union work for me. So we had to leave and we moved to LA. I don't know, what a, was, I don't know what a SAG card is. What's that? Oh, my SAG card? Yeah. Oh, Screen Actors Guild. Oh, 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 gosh. Okay. 
I thought sad yeah. card, like the weather made me sad and I got my <laughs> sad card. <laughs> I'm so glad you clarified. No, the weather does make me sad in, in, in Portland. It's the most beautiful city, but it's also yeah. like, oh, it's raining again. Um, yeah. No, so I got my Screen Actors Guild. Okay. I joined the union, got my card. And then once you join the union, you're not allowed to do non-union work. Ah, okay. And in smaller markets, it tends to be mostly non-union work because there's less regulations, you okay. know. Um, but when you join the union, you have protections from the guild okay. and you get health insurance, you get, um, you know, yeah. it, it becomes more of a real job. I mean, it's always a real job, but it, it, the benefits become more tangible. Is it yeah. equivalent to like a school getting accredited? Like you have non-accredited schools and they go through a rigorous process of accreditation and okay, now you're kind of official. I mean, that's a bad, maybe it's a bad analogy, but maybe, yeah, maybe it, it, uh, SAG productions just tend to be more official and more, okay. um, treat they, their, the rules are in place so that the actors are protected and treated fairly okay. and well and not abused. Okay. Okay. So then that, yeah. so you see so the ball was going in Portland yeah. and then that, then is it kind of inevitable to, to really make it? You have to spend some time in LA. That's always my impression, but. I mean, I think so. Yeah. yeah, I think L.A. or New York, especially. Um, I think you could easily have a living in a place like Atlanta right oh, now because right, there's yeah. so many productions. Um, <laughs> but a lot of the larger roles they still do hire out of L.A. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And you've been there for you said six, seven years, something like that. Seven years. Yeah. Seven years. Okay. Can you tell us some of the things you've been in? Like, I mean, whether we we know about it or not, like, what are some things that you've really enjoyed? Some yeah. different types of roles. Like, are you like yeah. a a certain kind? Of, you're always in a certain kind of role, or do you play a diverse range of types of things? Or yeah, I play. I, I have I have a pretty broad range. So I do I do comedy and drama both. But um, okay. most recently, I was in King Richard, which is right. an amazing film with Will Smith, and it's about the the Venus Venus and Serena Williams, um, how, and their father Richard Williams, and how he raised them and um, and it's an incredible movie. And I was so honored to be in that. I have a supporting role in that, but I was just so honored to be in such an amazing story with man. I mean, Will Smith is one of the best actors of all time. Yeah. So he, that was, that was an amazing opportunity. And then, um, and I'm in a, a film coming up that will be released, uh, later this year called somebody I used to know, okay. which is, uh, written and produced by Alison Brie and her husband, Dave Franco, who also directed it. Okay. So it's a rom-com okay. and I'm excited about that. That's going to be good. Um, I've done a lot of independent film, mm -hmm. which, you know, people see or don't see. And then I've done yeah. a lot of, a lot of TV. So, okay. um, most recently I was in Chicago med right. and, um, I've been in dirty John, Creep show, the Creep Show reboot. That was super fun. Um, I've done, let's see, you know, all the NCIS, CSI, LA, uh, uh, Criminal Minds, those kind of jobs. But yeah, it, oh, one of my favorite jobs was um, Good Girls Revolt on Amazon. Okay. And that yeah. was an amazing show, a period piece that was set in 1969. And it was actually a true story about the, um, you know, women's equality in the workplace. Good um, Girls Revolt? Good Girls Revolt, yeah. Okay. That yeah. Like, that sounds interesting. And that was unfortunately canceled after one season. Okay. By um, the head of Amazon, who was later canned for sexual harassment in the workplace, oh, ironically okay. enough. So, yeah, 
but it was a great show. And yeah, I've had a, I'm, I'm so grateful. I've had a lot of really amazing opportunities to play a really wide variety of characters. Mm. Um, everything from, you know, like the romantic lead to like a psychotic stabby killer. And I, (laughs) super stabby. I get real stabby sometimes. Um, (laughs) And that's really fun for me, honestly. Really? Why? That's, that's so interesting. Yeah, it is really interesting. It's fun because I love to tell all stories. I love to tell all types of roles. And, um, and I, I think that there is a place for, um, I think there's a place for characters that are, um, well, there's definitely a place for characters that are foils to the larger story. So I, um, I, I tend to play the, the roles that tend to be most interesting to me are the ones that are the foil to, um, to maybe the, the greater good. Okay. And so, um, a lot of times I've played roles that have just been the villain and, um, and I, I try and bring like a real humanity to that mm-hmm. and a compassion to the character that I'm playing so that I'm not just going in it to be a caricature. Okay. Um, you know, mm-hmm. but, um, yeah, it's, if I'm just yeah. being honest too. It's just really fun yeah. because I love, maybe it's my athlete. It's I, you get really physical. So I love, okay. I love fighting and, yeah. um, it's really incredible to choreograph um, a fight scene that looks real, hmm. but in real life, you never once touch the person that yeah. you're opposite. Yeah. Yeah. What, what's been, Oh man, I have so many questions. Where, where do I want to go? Um, what, what are some of the, I guess, main challenges being a Christian in these spaces? Like, and I think there is this assumption, you know, that just everybody's having sex with everybody and everybody's just hyper immoral and all this stuff. And, and, I don't know. Is, is there some truth to that or is it way not that or somewhere in between or? Yeah. So there is truth to that. And there's also, and that's also a stereotype, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I, what I was part of my journey has been discovering, well, a rediscovering that God loves acting. Mm-hmm. He, God loves storytelling yeah. because he's, he is the storyteller. <laughs> he's the story greatest storyteller. I love the scene in, um, the magician's nephew, you know, in CS Lewis, uh-huh. um, where Aslan is singing all of creation into being. So he sings and then trees start popping up and he like sings another note and, and something else happens. So I, I read that and it, it meant so much to me just, uh, because I don't know. God, God is a storyteller. And so for us to tell stories, like there's nothing that tugs at a person's soul more than a well-told story. Right. And so, um, I firmly believe coming through a lot of junk and having to undo a lot of misbeliefs that now I firmly believe that acting is a really noble calling hmm. for those of us who are called to that. And, um, and I've also been pleasantly surprised and, and, like joyfully surprised that there are a lot of Christians in Hollywood who are, who, yeah, a lot of people who love Jesus and not just in, not just the ones who are making Christian movies. Um, there's a lot of my church that I go to is full of, full of writers and actors and directors and, um, you know, people, people who are working on all sorts of things. And 
So it's really one of my passions is talking about this stuff because it's a misunderstanding that Hollywood is just, you know, this Satan's pit teeming with like right, right. snakes disguised as people and, you know, um, and that everyone's eating babies. And I, I just don't believe that. I don't. It's, and maybe that's true. I don't know, but I'm not. Gonna, <laughs> You're just oblivious, Hannah. You don't know what's going on. <laughs> I don't know anything. No, I, I just like that. That's that's not for me to really spend my time thinking mm-hmm. about. I think what I what is meant for me to spend my time thinking about is how can I love God and love others and do my work really well in a way that invites people into the kingdom of God. Right, right. That's so yeah. good. That's great. What's, I have to ask, I mean, you mentioned Will Smith. What, what's Will Smith like? He seems like he would be a normal, awesome dude. But I didn't meet him. Oh, really? Oh, no. <laughs> That's the hard part. So, I, so they filmed it, actually. They filmed the movie bef- you know, during, before the pandemic, had to oh. shut down, and they came back and filmed it. And at least from my understanding, they were editing it, and they needed to do some, add some new scenes in because they, they needed to, like a foil to – um, his character. Okay. And so the scene, my character is actually like a really terrible tennis mom. And I, and I believe that they put mine in there. They filmed it long after they were finished. Mm. I believe they, they, um, put my character in there to be a foil to his, okay. that he, cause he's a terrific dad in the movie. I mean, he's complicated mm. and his own guy, but, um, but, uh, but my character is just simply awful. Okay. So <laughs> and do you enjoy that? Like, is that, is that fun for you to Play? It I mean, is. Although I was just berating this poor eight-year-old girl for <laughs> hours, and that was hard. Um, but I did meet the actress who played Venus, and she was really terrific. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Is there ever? I've always wondered this. So I, I have a high respect for. I'm not artistic at all, but I have a high respect for the arts and um, as as a significant place in the kingdom of God. And I love what you said. You know, God is a storyteller. We are st- we have a story to tell, but even from a rhetorical perspective, when you embody truth in a story, it's just so it just resonates with our humanity, yeah. Es- especially when it's not. And this might be my beef with some Christian movies, or whatever. No offense to people who like them or are in them, but like sometimes the line between good and evil is too clean. Like I like complicated characters complicated stories um yeah. and maybe i can come back to that but my, i'm a quite but this and this is kind of a maybe a goofy christian question but like do you ever battle with like doing something as part of your script like swearing or making out with a dude or something like is that is that ever like weird or an issue i always i always wonder if there's like a steamy scene now you know if you're in any but like like uh, my wife i'm like would you be okay with that? It's just like, that'd be kind of hard for me. You know? Like, like, did you, have you wrestled with that? Is that really a thing? Or is that kind of yeah. non-actors only really struggle with? I, no, that. that is such a real thing. And okay. it is a hard thing. It's hard on so many levels because, and I think everybody has to come to this decision for themselves. So for me personally, I would never tell another actor what to do. Um, I would, especially a non-believer, I would, right, I would yeah. have a different conversation with a non-believer than I would a believer. Cause we live, we, we live with a different, I, my authority is Jesus. Right. And, um, and so we have different value systems, but, um, so people are free to do whatever they want to do. And I have always been a dancer 
So I've always been really free with my body. I was a visual artist. So I, you know, drew naked people in front, you know, they would sit there and, and I didn't, you know, I was, to me, it was always like, Oh, that's art. You know, someone's, I see their whole body and it's art. Um, but then it became when that, those opportunities have been presented to me as an actor. And earlier on in my career, I, um, I made some different choices. Uh, but later I, I went through a, a real, transformation um in the last four years where i my faith went from being a church going mm -hmm. jesus is my savior faith to oh no god is actually mm -hmm. jesus is the lord of my life the, mm -hmm. uh, he is the authority of my life um and that is a good thing it's not like i'm now uh um like i drink the kool-aid and now i'm like oh, no, no, whatever you want it's actually like out of gratitude because jesus really rescued me from some dark things. Um, I did start going down some really dark paths with acting, um, because I, it became an idol for me. Okay. It, um, it was the, it was the thing that I was hungry for over anything. And, um, and I was just desperate to succeed at any cost. And I, I, so I, I did start to walk away from God and from my, my husband and from like, I, I, I was just intent on succeeding at any cost ultimately. Mm. And, um, and it was kind of in those, in that darkness that Jesus met me mm. and I had just a tangible experience with God where he, I, I experienced him looking at me with so much love and so much tenderness and forgiveness that, um, like, and lifting me out of this mm. ash heap of brokenness that now I, I genuinely feel like, no, God, Jesus is my, he's, he's it now. Like mm -hmm. he's everything because I, I know what death feels like and now I know what life feels like. And so I, in my work now, I really want to, um, honor him mm. in that. And so there have been opportunities because I don't, I don't do Christian movies, not even because I've turned them down. Honestly, it's just like, I don't, haven't really run in that circle. Mm -hmm. Um, but, uh, I, 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 my heart is to create kingdom work that invites people into the question of what if, what if there is a God that loves me? Mm -hmm. And so I think that we can more effectively do that, or at least I believe I can more effectively do that mm -hmm. in, um, work that, tells all sorts of stories mm -hmm. and that is not squeaky clean. Um, so I look at every job on a case by case basis. So when I get an audition, I read the whole script and, um, if ultimately the story is redemptive and I have peace about the whole story and, um, what I'm asked to do in it and what I believe the influence of that story and that character would be, then I'll, I'll do, I'll do the audition and then I'll likely do the role. But, um, if there is any one of those pieces that's missing, then mm -hmm. I won't. And that's happened many times okay. that I've said, no, I can't do this. And, um, like most, I had one happen last week and I can talk about that. But, uh, the one that was the most defining for me was, um, last year, it was January of 2021 
So coming off the pandemic when there was no work, you know, and um, I auditioned for a, a show and they really liked me, but they said, oh, actually that role is going to be much smaller. And um, so we want, we don't want to waste you on that. So we want you to read for this other character. It hadn't been written yet. So I read for it, uh, just some dummy sides, and then they offered it to me. Hmm. But then I found out later, after they offered it to the next day, they, were, they said, oh, yeah, by the way, full frontal nudity, <laughs> lots of sex in every <laughs> – every scene, every episode. And, um, and I just couldn't do that. Um, and it, and I had to actually sit down after I turned it down. I turned it down because I just had the gut reaction. Like I knew it was not right, Mm -hmm. but I will be honest that I wrestled with it because as an artist, a visual artist and an athlete, I've always just had the mindset. Yeah. But like our bodies are our bodies, but I had to kind of go through and really have like a theological conversation with myself and really scour the Bible. And, um, and I came up with a, basically a a theology of why I turned that role down and why I, and and now my thoughts on like sex and nudity Mm -hmm. in TV and film. Um, and that was incredibly valuable for me. Um, just now I have that, I have that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remind myself of that all the time. Can you unpack how, what you came up with? I mean, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. So there's, there's the, ob- the first obvious one is like, that was, that's hard on my husband. Yeah. So my husband and I had a, we reconciled our marriage. Mm-hmm. We've reconciled, but I, now I love him. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, I loved him before, but now I, now I really love him, yeah. you know, and I want to, I want to honor him, not just him as his wife, but I like, I want to honor him, his feelings and that he actually, he really cares about me and I, I want to honor him. And so that's mm-hmm. hard for him, for me to be naked is hard. You know, that's hard for a husband, for his wife. And so, um, I love my husband and I, that's just hard because I care about him. I want to honor that. Um, but it goes way deeper than that. It's not just about, it's not just about that. It's also, um, you know, I, I looking at who I am and as a redeemed person, I am uh, made in the image of God. Mm-hmm. My body is a temple of the Holy spirit. Mm-hmm. I was bought with a price. I'm not my own. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and then you, my brothers were called to be free, but do not use your freedom to indulge the sinful nature, rather serve one another in love. So I have, I have so much freedom. I can do, I can do whatever because I am free in Christ. But, um, but the freedom allows me to serve mm-hmm. other people. And so it not only allows me to serve the person that I'm in a closest relationship with, my husband, it also allows me to serve um, the, the other actor that I would be working with mm-hmm. um, because those situations, like sexual situations, can be really, com- they can be really complicated. Um, even though it's really professional and I'm, mm-hmm. I'm so grateful these days there's intimacy coordinators on set Um, there's a lot of, um, there's just a lot of professional boundaries in, in, um, in play these days that didn't used to be. Um, so there's a lot quick, what's an intimate intimacy coordinator. I mean, I can kind of guess, but that's, I've, I've always wondered this. I hope this 
doesn't sound creepy or whatever. But like I've always, oh. like in some of those scenes, like I just have so many questions. Like, yeah, how, how many takes are they do over and over and over? And I know it's just just acting or it's they're in character, but still, we're still human. Like, we're still human. I don't yeah. know. Like, it's it's complicated. So an intimacy coordinator really came rose up out of the Me Too movement because ah. there was a lot of just sexual. Um, like abuse happening and, um, people were not being, you know, people, there's a lot of pressure to say, yeah, I'll do it. Even if you're not comfortable because Mm -hmm. you, you want your job to be safe. You know, you want to, it's so hard to get one. It's so hard to get a job in Hollywood. Mm -hmm. And so you don't want to put that on. It's tempting to like, no, whatever you want, I'll do it. Um, Mm -hmm. but an intimacy coordinator, if you do find yourself in a role that requires you to um, have an intimate scene, an intimacy coordinator is there as your go-between. So they're the ones that like helps you coordinate, almost choreograph it with the other actor and the director and the cinematographer. They're the ones that help you, um, they advocate for you. So if you say, I'm comfortable with that, but I'm not comfortable with that. Um, you tell them that and then they communicate that. So it really protects the actor. Oh yeah. Um, and they, they're, they're like the choreographer. They help, they help figure it out in a way that is professional, that looks real, but, but it, um, but it maintains everyone's boundaries. So I really thank God for the Me Too Mm. movement and the, you know, the rise of protections like that. Um, yeah. So, so, but nonetheless, it, it can be emotionally complicated because acting is an emotional mm-hmm. thing. So um, let's see. I was saying about um, your your yeah. theology of kind of what yeah what you would and wouldn't do want to do and why. Like where do you draw the line yeah. and why do you draw it here, not here, or whatever. Right. Um, yeah. 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 Um, I yeah. So and again, I look at everything on a case by case basis, but mm-hmm. but I always am considering. Um, like I said, my husband, because that's my closest relationship. Also, I'm raising a pre-pup as a boy. And, um, I just that's have that. Gotta be complicated. I have that in my thoughts. Yeah. yeah. Um, I also am more of the mindset that these days that I don't know, just the, the casualness that we portray sex with on screen mm-hmm. is actually, I don't think it's as liberating as we are saying it is. Mm. Um, I think that often, I don't know, I, 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 I don't know, I'm not trying to figure out how to say this well, but, um, I don't know, I'm not sure well, how to say no, it. Let me, I, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but like, to me, there w- when, when people ask a question about, let's just say nudity in a film, Yeah. we could say all nudity is bad and, and maybe, maybe it is, but there, there still is how, how something's portrayed within the narrative mm-hmm. does make a difference. I mean, okay, let's go to an easy one, easier one, maybe like swearing or something. It's like, sure. just, or any kind of like sin, like mm-hmm. just cause a movie contain a, a truthful, genuinely Christian movie, like Christian in the sense it has a Christian worldview should contain evil complexity, yeah. people swearing, you know, like to Absolutely. me, it's almost like a dishonest film if it doesn't contain sin, the question is, is it glorifying sin? Is it, what right. role does sin play in the narrative retelling? With it, Could it be with nudity? You know, there could be some really bad presentations in nudity where sure. it's just like, this just radically goes against anything that right. the creator would want to 
he created us nude, so he's not against nudity per se. Right. So, um, and I don't, I don't know if I have an answer to like this kind of nudity would actually be awesome, you know, like from a Christian perspective, but it, it, we have to at least ask the question, right? There, there's different portrayals of different things, you know? Um, I don't know. And the, yeah, exactly. I'm so glad you brought that up because I was struggling with my words there. The it's, it, you're absolutely right. The, um, the, it's it's like the the purpose also mm-hmm. for what which it's created for because right. some nudity is simply meant to exploit and get audiences you know yeah so I, it's, it's cheapening not, it's cheapening exactly or, yeah yeah exactly we you know like we we can we can use nudity in some moments to tell the story effectively um, but I think oftentimes with like sexual nudity it is meant to get eyes and it's kind of in my opinion it's lazy storytelling because it doesn't really ask any it it asks much less of the writer Mm. and the storyteller we're like oh i don't well let's just put in a a really hot sex scene there Mm. and then of course like of course people are gonna watch it you know because Mm. people are you know human beings um but i think it takes a much more creative um storyteller mm-hmm. on all sides to tell the story in a way that is so compelling like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I, I just don't, one, one of my favorite Bible verses that has really informed, um, what I think about is, um, first Thessalonians, where is it? First <laughs> Thessalonians chapter four, um, verses three through six, it's God's will that you should be sanctified, that you should avoid sexual immorality, that each of you should learn to control your own body in a way that's holy and honorable, not in passionate lust like the pagans who do not know God. And that in this matter, no one should wrong or take advantage mm. of a brother or sister. And I just really appreciate that because, um, because the whole point, God's whole view of, of sexuality is that it should be honoring mm-hmm. and that, like we shouldn't be wronging one another. Right. So I think when we are so casual about sex all the time on, on screen, like um, there's so many people to consider. Mm-hmm. So there's me myself who might be performing that there's the people I'm in a relationship with. Mm-hmm. There's these, the person I'm doing that with um, and all of their relationships. And then not only that, there's the people watching it mm. and I'm not responsible for anybody's, reaction they are react they are responsible for their own hearts and their own reactions however i am responsible for what i've been given and so um if i willingly say oh whatever it's there they they'll deal with it and i you know put myself out there in a way because i'm free right Mm -hmm. i still can allow myself to be the tool that then they think about me when they're having sex with their own wife or, you know, and I, so, so I've really thought a lot about this and I've just come to a point where I don't know that it's just not, I don't know. Do people respect like the, I don't know, the directors, producers, and like when you said no to that role, like, is that looked down upon? Like, is it hard to say, all right, here's my line. I I won't do this. I won't go this far or whatever. Like after a while, are people going to start sidelining you or is it not? Do people respect actors boundaries? I I think people do respect 
I didn't hear anything back from that director. Um, but that's because all the communication was done through my agents. So, um, I don't know what, what they think about me. Um, my reps are really wonderful. They, they know me and love me and they're, they're good people. So, Mm -hmm. um, I feel really grateful to have reps who um, are not pressuring in any way. Um, I, I suppose that, you know, to a point, yeah, people will, if you, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm sure that's a possibility, but, um, but I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> we'll find out. <laughs> well, I'm curious, you mentioned me too. Um, and that obviously started in Hollywood mainly. Um, is that, can you, I don't know how much you can say, but is that a, is that pretty prevalent or did it used to be and isn't as much now Has I guess I have several questions like yeah. has the Me Too movement been effective at addressing these kind of abusive situations is, is, and is there a lot of pressure on from men towards women in particular to like, I don't know, be yeah. available or whatever you want to yeah. say. Yeah. I think, well, yeah, I mean, we've all heard stories of the casting couch, right? Like that, that's a real thing. And I think less so these days, because one of the great things about the Me Too movement, a, the intimacy coordinators Mm -hmm. for intimate scenes, but also you can no longer have meetings in hotel rooms, which, you know, I hear, I, my dog, (laughs) I hear, I hear that. And I'm like, in what other industry are people taking meetings in their hotel room? This is so bonkers. But my industry from the beginning has been kind of built like that. And so it's strange. And so I I do see that the Me Too movement really has made some amazing um, shifts. And in fact, I did a, um, I did a scene uh, in creep show where I didn't, there was no nudity or sex or anything like that. But, um, but I had been in a car accident. So some of my clothes were ripped, you know, and, and, um, there was a, a, a representative from the union on set to ask just to make sure that I was treated fairly. And yeah. And so, so I, I really appreciate that. I'm so grateful Hmm. for that. And I, I honestly see like the me too movement as, um, an act of God where, you know, like it, so many for so long things were hidden and you know people in power that you're might be afraid to say no to um like that was that was revealed what was really going on was revealed and it was not pretty but i'm really grateful that it happened did you expect like prior to the me too movement like you were still in acting and stuff i mean yeah did you did did you experience like yeah i did yeah okay yeah i did and um yeah, definitely. And I, I mean, in acting classes, um, there, yeah, there were some situations that were just ugly and, um, and very felt very exploitative. Mm. And, um, also I was younger, so I didn't know, I didn't know that I could stand up for myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's so hard. Golly. Yeah. It is hard. It's ugly. And it's just, it's not okay. Yeah. What, what would you say is like the biggest challenge to your faith as an actor? Um, I mean, I, I would kind of talk yeah. about some of it already, but I mean, are, are there other things that are like, man, yeah. when, I, when I go, when I do my job, this is, I have to like really be mm-hmm. courageous in this area or that area or, you know. Right. Honestly, it's not a moral issue. It's not, it's not anything like turning down work. Um, it's, the biggest issue is trusting God that he will provide 
because okay. my work is so transient and right. sometimes I have work um, sorry, no. <laughs> Some, sometimes I have work and sometimes I don't right. and there this I'm coming off a year that was wonderful and I okay. worked a lot of wonderful jobs um, in like four states in a different country and it was it was amazing but um, but I currently don't know what my next job will be. Oh, wow. yeah. um, so that is, that's always a hard thing. And I'm the kind of person I'm really driven. I'm really ambitious. It's, it's always been my biggest challenge to, um, to trust God and not take the shortcut, you know, um, not just like, or, or spiral out in anxiety. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this year I, I was praying with a woman at church and she, I asked her to pray over me in this situation, actually, that I would trust God Hmm. and I felt something shift. And so I'm really, really praying that this year I will just Hmm. choose to trust God and not, and, and that goes, it's cause it's such an interesting, like it's to, to believe that God provides for us is a different thing than trusting him Hmm. in the moment. And so like, putting, you know, clothing myself in the the new creation, like reminding myself, no, I'm God's, I'm God's. Mm. And therefore he is providing for me. I don't know what that looks like. It may not, I have such big dreams and it may not be those, the fulfillment of those dreams. Um, it might be something else, but, but that, but just believing that God is good mm-hmm. and that whatever he has for me is the best thing. Mm. And, the, the other thing that I have to always remind myself of is to take the bigger view, because if I just look at this life or this moment, then I'm, then I get really, um, it's easy. It, it could be so easy just to be so, um, anxious all the time and to, or get discouraged because yeah, but God might not give me my hopes and dreams. God might, he, I know he's good. I know he's good, but he might not give me those things. But if I remember and remind myself constantly, yeah, but there's eternity Mm -hmm. and, and everything broken will become, will Mm -hmm. come on, you know, um, and I'll be in the presence of God and that will be, Mm -hmm. that's what I'm like hoping for, you know, like that's, that's the thing. And so, um, I know God is with me in the present, but what I'm really longing for is like, it's yeah. going to be okay. One day it will all be okay. That's good. That's good. What, what church do you go to? Are you allowed to say out loud? Uh, yeah, we actually, so my husband's a worship pastor and we okay. actually just, uh, he just uh, resigned from the church that we were at in okay. Burbank. It was called Story City Church. It's a, it's a wonderful church. Okay. Um, but we, we just honestly felt uh, called onward to something else and we okay. don't know what that is so okay. funny enough he's in an interview right now <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, right. Okay. with a church here in LA so yeah. I don't know we don't know yeah but um yeah there's there's some really good churches in LA we we've been visiting um friends over at vintage Pasadena which is a okay. an Anglican church and okay. we've loved that yeah yeah I recommend yeah yeah I love uh, I'm I don't go to an Anglican church but I love Lots of friends that do love the love the Anglican Church. Um, yeah, probably my favorite denomination. <laughs> it might be mine too, and yeah. there's like a whole like a charismatic movement in oh, the yeah. Yeah. churches too that are that I, I really resonate with that. Yeah, 
I'm, I don't know if you know. I'm from. Um, I'm from. I was born and raised in LA in uh, TO Thousand Oaks. So I was in born in. Oaks. Yeah, yeah. I was born in Westlake. Uh, spent a couple of years in TO, then grew up in Fresno, then moved oh. back to like Santa Clarita, Simi Valley. Um, yeah, so mainly kind of like Ventura County ish, North LA. So. Um, in oh. fact, I lived, I think before I was born, my parents and my older brother lived in, I think he was born in San Marino, which is just on the other side of Pasadena, I think. So not too far. Okay. But yeah. Very, awesome. yeah. Know, know the area really well. Um, yeah. Gosh, there was something I was, uh, it's going to drive me crazy. I, had, I was going to ask something and I forgot. Shoot. Um, was it about oh. trusting God? Or go ahead. No, no, it wasn't that. It should have been. Yeah, it's terrible. I was no, it was a, it was a dumb no. no, no, no <laughs> yes, it was it. about trusting God. Whatever. I was gonna ask a stupid question. Do it. What what do actors do when they're not like if they're not working? I just oh, assume they're like working out all day and drinking all night or something. I mean, what That's exactly it. That's what you're gonna go do right now after this. No, um uh, I love to exercise. Okay. So I exercise a lot. That keeps me like, it's important for me to be in shape, but it also just keeps my head clear. Mm -hmm. And, um, I'm kind of, I have a hard time sitting still. So I, I do work out a lot. Um, I write, I'm a writer. Really? So yeah. So I'm actually in the middle of writing, um, my second feature film and I'm shopping around the first feature film, which is, uh, what I'm really excited about. And it's set in Wyoming, where I'm from and I have real hopes to make that in the next year. Wow. Um, yeah. And it, and then, you know, like lots of things like I edit my own, um, my own reels and all that stuff like that. But there's also, you know, like there's an audition mm-hmm. every day or so. Um, and that takes a lot of work and time, um, class, um, and then, of course, I'm a mom, so right. I have my kid. Mm-hmm. Is that pretty typical? I mean, I, I always, I always assume like actors are just like at the gym four hours a day or whatever. Like, what, you know, if they're not, like, oh no, is that not? Is, well, is it like a requirement? To, like, no. For- <laughs> I mean, and what is great also is there's a whole body positivity movement too now, right? right? Which is amazing because all body types are beautiful, and right. they're actually being seen as such. So, so to be an actor, you don't have to be like super fit or skinny or anything, okay. but I just enjoy working out. Okay. So for me and, and the types of characters that I play tend to be fit. So, mm-hmm. um, so that's, that's just something that I love, yeah. but, and I, I cannot work out for, I, if I, maybe I'll work out for like 30 minutes. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Wait till you get a little older. It'll turn into, <laughs> I used to, Oh my God. Cause I was an athlete. I played baseball in college in mm-hmm. high school. And oh, cool. I just remember eating like, two carne asada burritos and being hungry like an hour later and then yeah. go to bed at night with like a pint of ice cream. It's like recently I looked at my calorie. I'm like, Oh my word. I wouldn't need to eat for like three days if I did that. Like if I don't go to gym, like four day, at least four days a week, it's not, that's just for me to maintain. Like, so I don't die at like 65, you know, but yeah. actually like burn guy, like, it's so much yeah. work when you get older. But, um, yeah, no kidding. But for me, I it's, it is that theory. Like you said that just that, I don't know. It just that body and soul kind of combo. Like I just yeah. feel better holistically when yeah. my blood's just going, I'm doing something, I'm, I'm active, you know? Um, oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. 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 
what what advice would you give to anybody listening that w- would love to um yeah go into theater go into acting they're they are a christian like are, yeah. are there certain kinds of christians that you're like hey you're just gonna get eaten up alive <laughs> or is it something like no dude any christian can kind of make it if they want want to yeah i think um I think Christians, I think any, like, yeah, like just do it. If, if you, if you feel like God's calling you into that, um, or even if maybe you don't have that specific of a, if maybe you couldn't even say, I don't know that God's calling me into it. I just love it. Well, yeah, just do it. And, and then I think the industry will weed you out if it's not for you. Okay. Um, it's such a hard business. Um, and I think that like, the main thing, yeah, like if, if you want to do it, if you have this like love for performing and storytelling, just, just go for it. And then, but I would definitely say pursue God first, like make, make God the most important thing as well as studying your acting, like as well as becoming a great artist, but, but really get to know the God who loves you and made you and who is the best storyteller that there is. Um, don't leave him out of the process because he will both provide for you and protect you and empower you and um, make you a better actor. He will like all these things, but, but pursue him first out of um, like, he's, he's your, he's the reason you're alive. So yeah, anyways, but, but I would, I would definitely encourage anybody to become an actor um, with the knowledge that it's super hard and most actors don't succeed and do not make any money. Wow. So, yeah. um, yeah, yeah. I think it's like, like, like 17% of actors actually qualify for health insurance. Um, oh, wow. so it's, it's a hard, hard business. Um, and I've heard it said, if you can think about anything else to do yeah. that you should do that other thing. Yeah. Um, but if you love acting, just do it. And, and if it's hard, it's hard. Of course it's hard. It's really, but everything worthwhile is hard. That's, I think most artistic fields, it's same with writing people like, I want to be a writer, you know? And it's like, okay, I mean, a tiny sliver of people Mm -hmm. make any real money. And even that's not always livable, like to be a full-time writer. So it's just, right. I mean, I, I know people that are but I just talked to a buddy of mine. I mean, brilliant writer. Um, mm-hmm. He's published a couple of Christian nonfiction books, but he really wants to do like fiction. Like he's okay. got an agent, PhD in English. Like this guy is like hyper qualified, but he's like, yeah, yeah no, but can't shop it around. And I don't yeah. have a huge job. I'm not Stephen King or whatever. Like I don't, I can't get, you know, uh, people yeah. like, this is a really good story. What's your platform like? And he's like, I'm trying to get one. I mean, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, there's just so many, like you can be, or an athlete. I mean, there's so many amazing yeah. baseball players that have never seen the dirt on a major league field, you know, uh, for whatever reason. There's just so many I know. injuries, chance, yeah. whatever, God's will. I mean, um, so it's, yeah, yeah, you have to be, you have to be, you have to love the art, the craft of it for itself. And if God opens right. up doors to make money or whatever, make a career, then that's awesome, you know, but yeah. It's yeah. almost like you have to keep those in order, I think. Would you agree? Yes. I mean, yeah. Yeah, for sure. And there's no shame in having a side job, you know, to, sure. to help pay your bills. But yeah, you have to, you just have to decide like, I'm doing this because for the love of it. And because this is the thing that makes me come alive. You know, like it's like the chariots of fire. Yeah. Um, 
Like I, when I run, I feel God's pleasure. That's what I feel. I feel, and that's what I felt when I was a kid, you know, for the first time performing and just like, Oh, I'm, there's like something else coursing through me right now that, that is not the same in any other thing that I can do. And I have to, it's like that I have to keep doing this. Um, so yeah, I, I, I definitely encourage, I, I would never, never discourage someone from, from trying something just because it's not realistic or it's hard. Um, and it's not as practical as being a banker or something, but I look, I mean, I was a banker and it was just the worst thing ever. Um, <laughs> nothing against bankers, but you try to, you, bankers, you try to stuff an artistic bankers. person in a bank and that's just a disaster. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Hannah, thank you so much for coming on the show. I learned a ton and I still have a thousand questions, but I will let you go. We're coming up on an hour here. So, uh, many blessings to you in your work. I just love hearing you your twin passions for the art of acting and for God and how you've woven those together is super beautiful. So, um, yeah, it's really admirable. So thank you, yeah. Preston. It's such a, I'm so honored to be here. Your podcast yeah. is awesome. So. Thank you thank so you. much. I'm, yeah, I was blown away that you actually listened to it. I'm like, Oh my gosh, oh, actually listen. I've been listening to it for years. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I have. It's yeah. Crazy. It's been really, really informing to me. Do you know Kimmy Katiti personally? Yes. I do. Yeah. Okay. You? Well, she's been on the podcast and she's coming to speak at a conference I'm doing here in Boise. It's a Theology and Raw conference. You should come up for oh. it. Be awesome. Yeah. Oh my, I love that. I didn't know that she was on the podcast. She, I met her at church. Oh no, I figured, cause I know she lives in the same area. She's an artist yeah. and everything. So I figured, cause I, cause I always see her liking your stuff on Instagram. I think it's yeah. the only other person that I know that. Right is on yeah. your what that follows you so i'm like oh so i figured you guys okay. went to church or something. So, she's awesome yeah. she's Jesus. such a talented uh, artist yeah in fact she's we're um yeah she's she's speaking but she's also we've got nobody knows this yet so i'm letting the cow out of the bag but we got like gift bags for everybody and we have some of her art that's gonna oh, go in, in the bag so yeah that's cool yeah Yeah, she's good cool well have a good uh tuesday afternoon and i really appreciate it thank you preston all right